Welcome to the Tell You Later Show, where you learn so little about so much, and vice versa. Thanks to all those who support us on Patreon. By the way, there's always room for more. And don't forget to like and subscribe to their channel. We haven't got a title song for this show, so we're singing this thing instead. Okay. It's really just a substitute. Nonetheless, the melody may stay in your head. Oh, I hope so. Because it's a tune. It's a tune. You'll love to croon. You'll love to croon. Ah, but there's one thing you should know. We have to confess we do not possess a title song for this show. Ain't it peculiar? Believe it or not. We haven't got a title song for this show. Oops. <laughs> he would be really so ought to bring him in. He'd be yeah. perfect. It is like, as what? <laughs> and he'd be. Because Will as an wanted old man. everybody to work. He hated that people would get old and Hollywood would but it forget wasn't just, about it's them. It's the forgetting thing. Yeah. I think it drove him crazy. That's that why there he were collected these so legends, many things. Leg these legends that, that he just, he couldn't stand the fact that these were legends that just were off to the side, not really working. No, that and, and we And we hired a lot of that them. We used, we used a lot of them as Can we Can you could. remember anybody? Oh, gosh, no, because they were just has-beens. I mean, we felt <laughs> oh. sorry for them. No, of course not. I mean, there were, uh, uh, like, Andy Griffith uh, alumni. Yeah. And there were, there were people there that, um, Harold Morris... Yeah. Not no, Howie, Howie Morris. Howie Morris. Howie Morris. Morris is the other guy. Uh, Howie Morris and um, uh, Parley Bear. Mm -hmm. And there were people that we would hire. And then we'd give them regular slots as characters, you know. Uh, that was, was so much fun because everybody really loved Will coming to work on, you know, it, it was so unique. Yeah, people, that's the one thing I have, you know, everybody says it was. it's a different experience. We love coming to work on Odyssey. Yeah. Uh, do you remember when we, well, I think we stayed at your house. Okay, so this is <laughs> Chris and I. It's our 35th anniversary of the show coming up in November. Which is amazing. Which is pretty cool, but they don't seem to want to do anything. And Chris oh, and I want to do a now. thank you tour. So I've been talking to Chris about just going to the visitor center one weekend. Going there just to say thank you to everybody and celebrating the 35th okay. th um um, anniversary. Mm -hmm. and, and I know you don't work there anymore. So, That's true. But, but I do see those people a lot. Yes. We still hang out. Would I mean, it? Yes. I mean, up Do you them. think that would be a fun idea? I think it'd be a great idea. They need to do something to celebrate I think it would be. Well, we might just take matters in our own hands, which reminds me yeah. of the time we, Will and I stayed at your house because the Wits, the visitor center was opening. Yes. And we were pretty excited about it. Yeah. And we said, we wanted to go to the opening. And you were like, that's nice. And then... What Will do you mean? And I, I was like, I think no. somebody was probably saying, "Do we have the budget for that?" So Will, I don't think we can afford. Okay, the but now. you you were very involved in this because I said to we Will and I said, "You know what? We, it's okay. We'll fly ourselves out there." And then what happened? My house got struck by lightning. No, before that, do you oh. remember when we said we're going to come out there? No, what happened? You said, "If you guys come out here." 
and open your mouths in the bookstore, all heck is gonna break loose. Never mind, we'll fly you out here. And then you like took control of our trip. Oh, well, that do you was remember smart. that? Boy, that was smarter than I would give myself credit for. Yes, I, I do credit. So, see, embarrassment into action. That is a strategy. <laughs> that works. We for will us. embarrass you. So, then you we can do that again. We, we didn't will have embarrass to pay for you our into own action. Flights. Yeah. Yeah. And that was really fun. No, that's good. We, yeah. had a, we had a very good And time. my house got struck by lightning. And your house got struck. So, Will and I were driving, we drove to Denver with his ukulele to go play music for my, my, um, grandmother who was in like a retirement home in denver we went to go visit her and will played some music up there and Mm. they were driving back in this thunderstorm starts happening Mm. right which is not unusual for the colorado area and we were like it was like licensed to drive in the car with him and me because he was driving and i had the map because we were trying to figure out how to get back to your house was he a good driver Yes, the way men drive. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> he drove like other men, just fast, too fast for me. That's, that's, a, that's a crude stereotype. I know, but it's been my experience. Because I know guys who drive like old women. So and I would rather I'll, be in the car with them. I, I don't mind. <laughs> you can say that, right? <laughs> okay, well, some old women don't drive that well either. But he was, some he was do. A pretty good, he liked driving. He re- actually really liked driving. And they used to drive to Colorado every summer to go to um, a melodrama out there. Yeah. He didn't come visit me. No, because you're but too far north. It was at the Silver, one of the... It was at the Broadmoor. No. It was a melodrama in Silverton or Silverado. someplace. I Silver. don't know. That's where he met Harperella, our harpist. Slap saddle. <laughs> yeah. He met her, and that's another story. Yeah. Okay, so we're driving back, and, he, and he's and it's getting dark, and he's like, "Where should we go?" And I'm looking, I'm opening up the Mac. I, I, I go, "Well, I think we go." He goes, "Don't point it, don't point it at me. Just tell me where to go. I can't see. I'm driving, <laughs> and we're yelling at each other trying to get to your house." And I thought, "Oh, I wish I had the tape recorder going because this is, sounds see, just like Connie and you." You know, team. as a driver, and I, I appreciate that. How many times have you been driving? And somebody in the back seat knows where you're going, and you're driving, and they say, "Well, turn that way." And now you're driving, looking forward as you should be, but they're going, they're pointing, so they're in the back seat where you can't see them, but they're saying, "Turn that way," which could be left or right, or it could be confusing. diagonal. So or when by the time we got so, to your house, your house had been hit by lightning. That's right. The storm came in, and my house was. Hit by lightning and burned a um, hole. I burned well, a strip actually, across the carpet. It cracked an entire wall, and actually, the crack went down to the floor, down under the floor, blew up through the carpet, and there was. Remember, there was um, the carpet bits of like popcorn <laughs> stuck to the ceiling. Speaking of popcorn, smoldering in the ceiling, like popcorn and it blew, mushroom and or it blew. I think it was yeah, shroom. So the butterfly and it blew. I remember our garbage disposal switch next to the sink blew off uh, and hit the kitchen floor. We were like, is this not a good time to come over? Yeah, because of the fire truck outside. <laughs> Terrible. But you were so smart. I remember you was saying. I? I knew there was going to be a thunderstorm, and I shut off my computer. That's when computers Actually, were kind of new. Computer, but I, it did fry see, my amp. See, that's the kind of stuff I remember. But it, it fried my amp. I remember yeah. weird things like that. Yeah. 
Um, I probably smell like onions because I made put onions in my salad. I don't have a sense of smell. Oh, good. Really? Yeah. Oh, excellent. That's why I want to do the grinder thing and see if it opens everything up. <laughs> it might. No, it's. You could try. We could try it later. We'll let you know what happens. No. So yeah, we came and you had all this was going on. That was quite a commotion. So let's let's find any one of the threads that we began but didn't finish. Is there anything that we began but didn't finish? I don't think so. You brought up my going to England, but that tied into the Perfect Day song. Yes. And we were talking about uh, Connie and how she matured at a slower rate than all the other characters. Everybody else. So they all had to get off the show. Which was probably as close to a connection to you personally as anything. Because they had slow maturity. Slow. slow. Yes. Well, you know what? A lot. Do you remember? There was a test going around on the internet that said, like, take this test to s- determine your, your real IQ? age. No, your real oh, age. Oh, your real age. Did you ever see that one? Yeah, I took it, and they had said that I died last August. Nah. I, I took it. I, I took confused. it. I took it, like, three times, because I took it. It said I was six. And then, yeah. And then my kids took it. They were all, like, in junior high and high school, and they all came out, like, 18. So I thought, I better take this again. Six. <laughs> So you have the maturity sick. of a six-year-old? I have... I don't think that would surprise no, anybody who I don't you. know if it's maturity. I don't know if you would call it maturity. <laughs> I wouldn't call I it maturity. It's more like the... I don't know. The I don't know what it was, but my real psychological... Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Age. Is that maturity? Is your psychological age maturity? No, because maturity would be wisdom. It would be a lot of things other than just a psychological age. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I just want to say one more thing. Yeah. Okay. I got maybe one more thing. Maybe more than that. Okay. Is it? Oh, that's a big disappointment. (laughs) Will bought those two. Okay, so, yeah, Um, but from where and who was using them before you? I know, you don't really want to know. That's disgusting. Okay, so I got to work on a movie. This was another fun thing because you weren't at Focus and, and... um, we didn't. We haven't talked really a lot in a long time. A we used to I've talk been, I've been gone a lot more. Seven years, I think. On yeah. and off. Yeah. More than that, because yeah. we've already determined that you quit twice. Uh, I didn't quit. I went freelance. It's two different things. There, I have worked pretty much nonstop but you didn't for Focus show on the Family the since 1986. Wow, that's a long time. And then I left, seven, even after I left seven years ago, the last thing I did, the week, my last week on staff, we were recording Ties That Bind episodes. And then I started the new job the next week. And, and that was seven, seven years ago. Wow. But even then, I, I did the, the, uh, the long end the Mr. Skint and Buck episodes. That was like a three part. You know what? And and Kimmy wasn't the only actor that you wrote for because you wanted the guy from Dark Shadows on the show. Who I adore, yeah. How did that happen? Well, 
uh, that's that's one of those strange things where I had actually Dave Arnold and I had flown over to England to do uh, to record audio dramas, and we were flying back. Mm-hmm. And in the waiting room, I looked across the room, and there was David Selby sitting there waiting for the same flight. Mm-hmm. And uh, and David, I I yeah. Uh, even though the you character... You talked to him? Well, I went up to speak to him because I, I had to. I mean, this is, if, for me, what, huge. What other, this what, was huge. Choice, why, wait, so did I you watch up. Dark Shadows oh, as yeah, a kid? Oh, yeah, I did, a lot. That's scary. I watched, it was. I was. I, you know, I was you know one of those, what do they call them, latchkey kids. You know, I just didn't have parental supervision, so... Got it. So I watched Dark Shadows. Check. I don't know that even if my parents knew they would have cared. But anyway... So David was there, and I went up to talk to him, and then he got on the plane, and I was, it was like, I'm not going to be a vampire. It was a vampire. He was, a, he was um, the werewolf. He was a werewolf? He was the werewolf. Barnabas Collins, Jonathan Fridd was the vampire. Oh. But he, there was, and he, but you know, I was trying to he's amazing. It was a soap opera. Well, it was a horror soap horror opera. That's soap a, opera. It was the, the weird thing is that it was a soap opera, but it had all this supernatural, scary uh, things. But a very influential in a lot of ways in explorating, uh, explorating, explorating, <laughs> explorating. <laughs> Um, but they explored things like parallel times and things like that. But anyway, and David, if you oh, ever I if you ever watch Relapse, to the parallel times, did you really? Yes. You live in the parallel times. I this got, is not a subscription. I get one. I did get two copies. I was like dual citizenship. <laughs> okay, go wait in the car. I think I'll come back I'll in a minute. Do, I'll, I'll just do this by myself. Go ahead. So anyway, um, so David, I went over to talk to David because he's dynamic as an actor. When you, if you ever watch him in something, well, if you can grow hair all on, over your body on camera like that, that's called makeup. <laughs> I know you're an audio dramatist, but and I know that you used to us writing those lines for you, but it was fake but I did my line to him when I went up to talk to him what was your line I went up and said I grew long sideburns in high school because of you because Quentin Collins the character he played had these mutton chops and I thought they were so cool and I grew and he thought that was hysterical creepy but hysterical so that's a lot of hair for a high schooler well yeah I shaved a lot because I heard that if you shaved it would grow back thicker did it oh yeah I just started uh, shaving all over my body just to get the hair to go no I'm not talking about this anymore I'm talking about David I'm trying to explain to you I'm not talking about body hair we're talking about David okay so you meet him at the airport you told him you grew sideburns in high school because he was a werewolf so David and I and I, I said well we're here doing he was on his way home from doing a film uh, we were on the where? way back he, he actually he was in Spain I think he was filming in Portugal which apparently you're going to wait were you going to England or coming well, he home he came through England on his way home that and was you were hub. in England so Dave Arnold and I were recording an audio drama in, in England, England as we did most of the radio and theaters. you were on your way home so we're at the terminal United Airlines Okay. Flight 218. I don't know. And then David was sitting too much, there. I, I, what was I wearing was that day? Was he on I'm your flight? I'm not entirely sure. I think he had a white shirt he on. He wasn't on your flight. He was, he was on flying. our flight. He was coming back, flying through Denver on his way back then to California. Oh, so you were going from London to Denver, and he yes. was going from London to California. Yeah. So he lived in California, yeah. not Portugal or England or no, any other filming. European he country. Was filming in... Man, you're just exhausting him uh, with all. I don't know. I think talk. I think we could edit that down to, I met him 
while waiting for a flight, I think is as much as we needed to know. And anyway, we and got you, to talking. And you said hello. And then because you and, had to. And we got to talk. Well, because he was a big hero of mine. So <laughs> then he gets on the flight, and he was sitting right in front of us. Did you tap him on the head? No, I said I'm not going to be a fanboy. I'm not going to okay. bother. I'm just going to wait. But as soon as they said seatbelts, you know, when they say you can stand up now, he stood up and turned around, and we talked. It's like a nine-hour flight. Because he was bored. And then I found out. Well, yeah, he didn't Who have was any he magazines. Next to? He didn't have his parallel times. If he had it, he would have been reading it. If only he could have both grown copies. hair. <laughs> but he, he. <laughs> We found out that we come from the same part of the country and oh. knew some of the towns. I mean, we had all these connections. So I remember this was years before. That must have been Green a thrill Man. for you. Oh, yeah, it was huge. And I said, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I am going to work Get him with on you. Odyssey. I'm gonna, I told him what we were doing. I said, one way or the other, we're going to work together. So, so it was several years. He wanted it was to a long know time. you because you could get him work. Uh, that's so cynical. Hmm. Why didn't you say he wanted to know you because he was so impressed by you as a human being? Well, I'm sure that was true, too. But, you know. So, anyway, David, we actually have become friends. And um, so when I was writing Green Ring Conspiracy, and much like Penny, uh, where I thought, oh, Kimmy's, this is Kimmy. Um, when I came up with the character of Mr. Skint... I thought David's going to David would pull this off. We've got to get David in to do this, and he agreed to come and in. He, he owned the character and loved doing it. That must and, be thrilling just, for you when so, somebody actually, unlike me, fulfills the role exactly as you pictured. No, it. no, no, no. So you and the actors that we love to work with do more than we imagined. See, that's that's the secret. I don't want exactly what I hear in my head. I want better than what I hear in my head. Wow. So when we write lines for you as Connie, and then you do that thing you do that just turns it, that makes it more than it was in my head, when Will always did that, and, and, and Hal, Andre, Paul. I mean, when you go through our core actors especially, um, and then people like... Well, as when Kimmy came up before she was a regular character, but then you have David and you have these guys come in and they just bring that thing that's better. I want better than what I hear in my head. I want better than what I put on the this page. This is good advice for people who, if, if anybody's still watching, uh, that, <laughs> no, but some people watch and they, and they want to get into voiceover acting. Mm -hmm. What can an actor do that will do what you're saying, make something better than what you had imagined? Well, the problem with the question is that it's contextual because first there are the words on the page. So you don't necessarily want to insult the writer or whoever's auditioning you by then presuming to know better than them. So you at least want to match. But if if you're coming into a character and then you say, well, who is this person? What, what, you know, and you might ask some of the questions, or hopefully the director, or whoever, will told you uh, this is kind of what we're after. Like Steve Harris's original idea, you know, as he articulated Connie to me, you know, would have been that she comes in, you know, she's she's kind of secular, she doesn't come from a faith background, uh, issues at home, and now it's going to be about wit. And her her connection with wit and what he mean comes to mean to her that sort of thing. That's the gist of I think what he said. Wow. Now, hopefully, as a writer, 
then I took that and I went, okay, I, I, I think I know who this person is. I know, I understand that. And then try to write for that. And then we bring this into the studio for you. Now, you, you sit down and you're looking at the words on the page. And I think at the beginning, like Kimmy or anybody would, either it's self-evident from the page, right? So you're reading it and hopefully the writing would immediately tell you things without any a director or anybody saying, let me explain it to you. You're reading it and you might go, oh, I think I've got this person. In your case, you're going, well, this is my life. Yeah, but with much, you know, yeah. But with anybody else... Um, and that's pretty weird. Well, Right it, off the bat. Oh, be. here's a girl. She's from California. Her parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. They got married, you know, when she, they got divorced when she was young. I'm like, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. what else? Yeah. <laughs> So we so the advice would be first respect what's on the page, mm-hmm. and then the other thing, and maybe it just falls into the category of something that can't be taught, and that's talent. You're born with talent. You have talent. It's craft that you learn. Craft is the extension of talent, meaning the application of. And it. it's not craft is not just macaroni and cheese. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And you heard it here, but remember you heard it from her. I had nothing to do with that line at all. Okay. So anyway. Smelled at the sea. So that's the thing. If You know, so when you apply, you work with these actors. For me, the, the, the joy is getting better than I expected, getting better than I ever heard in my head, better than I wrote. I can't even imagine, and I, this is, I'm glad that you're here, because you, the writers always just blow me away, because I can't, I don't think I've ever written dialogue, ever. I don't know how somebody can Well, you imagine. sure rewrote a lot of it in well, the yeah, studio. Well, yeah, I can do that, I can rewrite it, but I can't write it. Okay. And I can't, I don't know how you can hear all these different voices like that is oh like i hear them all the time saying, whether i'm writing or not for, for, for oh real. i hear voices in my head all but i mean i don't no I don't know. i'm joking but no, i know that i know that do. but That's i don't writing. know how like certain people i guess are just born to talk maybe like me and you're you guys can come up with these stories but not only because i can think of a story but to think of a whole, like when you create a character, you have to think, do you think of their background or you just think, well, I kind of know who they are, so I'm just going to write this story about them. And then the actors, I don't know, how, how do you even you know, hear it's a, those voices? See, for me, and, and if you had Phil on the show or Marshall or any, any of the other guys, and I, I think we would all answer differently, but I think the essence of it is much the same. That writing, like any art form, is, is an act of discovery. But it's not it's not completely blind in terms of, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, now I'm going to discover Like love. <laughs> well, love is blind. <laughs> so what I was saying is, um, I have no idea what I'm saying. I was just completely <laughs> derailed by that. I, I just don't even know. 
Yes. You said right. It's like changing tire on a car. <laughs> I have to go to the bathroom. It's making me laugh. Like too you know, much. when you put fruit into a blender. Be excuse. And, Why don't you just explain that for a minute? I'll bath. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> Katie while she's going to the bathroom. Because see, there was this line that was in the Green Ring conspiracy that she didn't know was coming. And it's a scene that if you know that series of Odyssey, it's a scene where, as I recall, um, Jason Whitaker's character had been placed into a crate on this train. And then uh, Connie and Wooten, and I think Penny were put in there. And then there's pounding on the crate and they open it up. And there's this big reveal that it's Jason Whitaker, who I don't think they realized uh, was even back in town. And I gave Wooten this line where he says something like, uh, may I say to your ticket, please? And of course, Jess delivered it in the read through. He delivered it perfectly. It's like, may I see your ticket, please? Like he wasn't allowed on the train. And Katie started to laugh and could not stop Whoa. laughing. See, I don't see. I think that's the startled thing she was talking about uh -oh. from the last thing. It didn't work. So Katie started to laugh, and then she became incontinent in the studio, <laughs> and basically had to leave to go because she couldn't stop laughing. Was this? Is, are you talking? So I was just explaining. I was explaining what happens when what I happened laugh when too you hard? were laughing in the studio. Which, by and the I way, as I understand, that happens quite a bit with mothers. It has something yes, to do with the loss does. of muscular uh, ability. Thank you for so, clearing that up. Well, so that's for the adults. Shout the out to all you, all you mothers yeah, all out there. your mothers there. who know exactly what's that like. It it happens when you yeah. laugh too much. You yeah. have to, you know. Yeah. That's the way that is? Yeah, keep okay. drinking. So um, we were talking about... I'm staying hydrated. We were talking about... Okay, can, I, want to, I want you to tell... I want people to know that I got a call one day to work on a movie out of the blue. And I was working on Odyssey down the street. And I had to go to this... And I was like, ask Nathan, can I get out a little bit early? Because this other movie wants me to do some uh, post-production, ADR, dubbing, looping. We call it, and they had some. And I don't know, even know how I got the job. I don't think I even auditioned. They just said, "No, we want you. We want you." Okay, so I show up, and I'm sitting. They weren't ready for me, and I'm watching this movie. And I'm going, because their other group of people were doing their group walla, which they do post production on movies. They do the crowd scenes and the street scenes, and I'm thinking, this looks like a faith-based movie i'm watching it and i start i said can some, what's the name of this movie <laughs> i don't even know if i know they told me and i got out my smartphone and i looked it up behind behind the mask beyond the mask, beyond the mask. i'm looking and it said your name somehow i saw your name connected that i texted you while i'm waiting oh, to I, work yeah. on the movie yep. Paul, did you write this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he said, "Yes, yeah, sort of." And uh, that's and that was amazing too. I thought, "Wow, you yeah, but you're connected to everybody. You're connected film. to everything." Well, I did, and that was and that made me feel comfortable knowing that you had written it because I had no idea what I was walking into, and it was actually really interesting to watch. So everybody should be aware. That's the interesting thing about. Um, the difference between disciplines of writing. And the thing about film, 
I, I think film probably more than any other discipline is more collaborative. So, for example, with Adventures in Odyssey, if I write an episode and then I'm generally the director of it and we'll go in and then there's that level of control. What I've written is pretty much what we do after it's been through the process. But with a film, pretty much once the writer is done, he hands the script over and might have nothing to do with it after that. To so enjoy the full episode, please support us at patreon.com slash tell you later. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Wait, Ham. didn't you just tell me about somebody named Ham? Oh, that was something else. That was uh, an app. Anyway, <laughs> we'll, t- we'll tell you later. <laughs> Tell You Later is a Patreon-driven entertainment show. So what are you waiting for? Come on over. Join us at patreon.com front slash tell you later. Languid Fiddle. I've no idea what those two people were saying. Neither do I. Shall we watch it again? Yes. Any cryptologist would.